Hey everybody, welcome to episode 11 of the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Dan Kyo here and I am a counsellor and psychotherapist in training in Dublin Business School. I'm also a social care worker providing support to homeless families in Dublin, Ireland with Focus Ireland. Today's guest is the incomparable Stephen Ober and he has come on for his second episode. So, if you did get to manage to listen to the first episode, it is the first episode that I ever recorded on this podcast and Stephen had great things to say about fitness and nutrition and that didn't change for this episode at all. So I want you to sit back, relax and enjoy this episode and thanks again for tuning in. Hey right. Steve, thanks a million for coming back on to the Dankyo Wellness Project podcast. This is the 11th episode and uh, you of course, my friend, were the first ever guest on the podcast and now with 3,000 downloads, I've had loads of feedback from our first episode we did together where we really talked about a lot about, um, I suppose, my journey and where I was at back in April. And I thought we'd change it up today and start off by talking about your own wellness journey and how you went from Lil Old Steve to Obar Muscle. What do you think about that <laughs> idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about how Little Steve became where I am today. <laughs> <laughs> Not that much bigger. I'm still a little Steve, but yeah, let's let's do it. Okay, man. Well, let's start off with. I mean, you know, not everybody comes to their own wellness journey and goes straight off heavy lifting and goes straight off, you know, on you know really analyzing their diet and that kind of thing. So, was that the first thing that you came to? Like, how did you get onto your wellness path? Um, well, first, definitely not. I don't think anyone hits it right on the head, right through. You know. I still don't know. I'm still learning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know, so it's when I first started. Let's let's just we'll we'll have to rewind this one back a long time. I'm an old guy, you know. We got to bring it way back. <laughs> um, I think when I was around when I, in high school, I grew, I grew up pretty active. I played baseball my whole life since I was like three years old. Played all the way through high school. Um, my senior year of high school, I was 17, and uh, I got sick. I I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, which okay. is a form of, of cancer, and uh, that is probably what really did it for me, because it's like, you know, you're, you're sick, and you're like, well, this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen to me. I'm 17. Yeah. You know, I'm an active, you know. I wasn't in great. I wasn't ripped. I wasn't like the kid in high school with, like, tank tops. Yeah. Like, wow, that guy's ripped. He's yeah. so healthy. You know, I would eat junk food all day, but... yeah. I, I did play sports and I was really active outside of school. Hmm. So when I got sick, first thing was like, well, you know, why is that? And I always, I just blamed it on junk food, really. Like, oh man, my diet must have been pretty bad. But it's like, wait, how come everyone else in high school is fine? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. why me? I don't smoke, I don't drink. You know, like, so when that happened, did it was you, a long. Sorry, did you ever get an answer to that question, why me? Did you ever figure that out for yourself? Um, I think I got lucky, actually. I think it's is my my type of luck. That's what I I consider it. Because okay. like as of now, people are like, "Well, didn't that suck?" Like, yeah, it sucks. You know, you gotta you know, for anyone not familiar, you do like a lot of chemotherapy, which I think I was diagnosed in um, May of two thousand three. Right. And then I had chemo sessions that lasted up until probably I think it was like around November of that same year. So a good six months of in and out of the hospital, you know. So, but now it's like looking back, it's like I, I, I 
I wouldn't say I liked it, but I I wouldn't have traded it in, you know. Yeah. So it's, no it's, it sounds to me like, you know, you you were living the life. You were like any other normal seventeen year old playing your, you know, your favorite sport in school in high school. You were in were you in the your yeah, last, in, you last in high year for high yeah, school? Yeah. So you were yeah. a senior, I guess, were you? Yep. Yeah, yeah, look at me. Yeah, I, I, I watch TV. I know what, how it works in the American schools, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but, um, in, you're, in. you're, li- you're, you're living the life, and then you get the, you get the call from the doctor to tell you that you have non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. I mean, what type of supports did you have around you at that time? Did you have family and friends? Like, who was your biggest yeah. support at that time? So I was, I was a minor, considered a minor, you know, 17. So it's like right on the border, you know, even though when you turn 18, you're still a kid, you yeah. know what I mean? So all the, they all, all the medical stuff, they go through the, my parents and my, I have a good family and they're very supportive, you know, my mom and dad. Mm. Um, so they, they called my mom and told her. So my mom broke the news to me, you know, which is even worse. I'd rather hear from a doctor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Than someone from your own family. But, mm. but yeah, support wise, you know, when I had to do all the, the chemo therapy, you know, every, every night or every day and my dad or my mom would be there you know 24 7 so it was because i would stay in the hospital probably about six or seven days Mm. straight so they would just administer the chemo throughout the week yeah yeah so i'd be you know just hung up in the hospital but like i said i had friends i have tons of friends and family that would always just be there throughout so so that made it a lot easier so you know i've done you know you were the first episode of this podcast and you know i've obviously had nine since and every has spoken about what was their I think we discussed it in our first episode actually what's your biggest motivator you have mm-hmm. to have a big motivation to change the way you're living your life and yeah, it sounds yeah. to me like it doesn't get much bigger than that sure what you went yeah. through right so how do you mm-hmm. go from that diagnosis to 2016 and you're running all these online groups and you're helping so many people get healthy including myself like how do you go from that point to this point well, uh, yeah, like you said, that's that was the you know the motivator. That was that's what led to where I am right now. And back then, it was you know when I was like going through all this tough treatment. In my head, I was like, you know, when I get out of here, yeah, I had all these big, huge plans. You know, not like I'm gonna buy a mansion when I get out of here. No, it was <laughs> like it was more like you know I gotta work out, I gotta exercise, I gotta learn how to you know like just eat better, mm. and then. At the time, like growing up, my uncle always had bodybuilding magazines. So yeah. my uncle, he's been working out since he was like 17 years old. He's in crazy good shape for like he's like 74 now or something. Maybe I just probably pissed him <laughs> off. He's probably listening. He's right. I think he's like let's just say he's 69. And he, <laughs> and, he and he's still in crazy good shape right oh, now. Oh, he's in, yeah, he's in insane shape. Like no he'll way. go to the gym and then he's like the older guy's hero. Like oh my god, I want to yeah. be like you. Like, how old are you? They think he's in his 40s, but he's like you know. We'll say 69. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. to keep it under the 70 mark as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case, you know. I always forget. Um, so you were, yeah, so, so he, you were surrounded by that growing up. Yeah, like I would just, I would go to his house, you know, and he would have some bodybuilding magazines, and I'd look at the pictures, like, wow, these guys are crazy, you know. So when I got sick, you know, I got some of his magazines, and I would just look at them, and I, you know, honestly, at the time, it was too hard to focus on reading, like, so I wasn't really reading. Yeah. But I would look at the pictures and just, like, see the people lifting weights and, like, wow, these guys are in great shape. Like, maybe, like, that's what I need to do. I need to start lifting weights and, like, just getting to the gym and make that a part so I become healthy, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, I just I would look at the pictures. So when I did get out of there and I was healthy enough to start exercising and stuff, that was the, that was the first thing I did. Like you know, just start going to the gym regularly. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing, but it was you know obviously if you don't know even for people that are listening, like well they haven't been to the gym yet, you know it's it's intimidating. Yeah, but once you get there, it's like. Not, Everyone starts somewhere. They don't know what they're doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I just seen pictures. So I was like, you know, yeah. get in there, throw up some weight, and hopefully, you know, my body changes and I become healthier, you know? Yeah, man. I'm still trying to figure that out myself, you know? But, I mean, yeah, the yeah. most important thing is getting in the door. Oh, yeah. That's the hardest part. Mm. The hardest and most important part is just getting in there and doing it. Yeah. So, so, you, just, so you just started getting in there and doing it, literally. Yeah. And then I I honestly had – I still had no idea about nutrition. Mm. You know, because in the magazine, when you're flipping through the magazine, I don't care. I don't. I say a picture of eggs and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want it. I want to see the guy shredded. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like I don't. <laughs> who cares what they eat for breakfast? I want to get shredded. Look at this guy. So I didn't really read any of the nutrition part of it. So I would just lift weights, and I was like, well, I would see on the cover like, eat big to get big, and I was like, well, there it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there it is. I'll just lift weights and eat whatever. I'll just eat burritos every <laughs> meal. Like, and we'll be, I'll be great shape like these guys. So I think I, when I was sick and I was doing the, the chemo, I got down to around, like, I think the lowest I got was, like, 169, 169 pounds. Okay. So, and, like, the way I'm built, 169, I was, like, a toothpick, yeah. you know? I'm not. I'm not built to be like a 155 type dude. I'm like Conor McGregor I'm, isn't either. Yeah, he's not either. Yeah, you know, you're right. You, you just not. I'm just not built for that. And even in high school, before I got sick, I was around two, um, two fourteen. I think I was. Yeah. So I was a pretty hefty guy. I was. I'm six foot two. So you know, it wasn't. I wasn't chunky, chunky, but I, I was yeah. a little overweight. Yeah. So going down from two fourteen to one sixty nine is a big drop. You yeah. know, in a couple of months. With no muscle. So, like, when I first got out, I was like, all right, I'm, like, 170. I'm going to pump these weights. I'm going to eat burritos. And I'm going to get back to, like, 200. I'm going to be shredded. It's like, didn't work out <laughs> so like that. So, you actually started talking like a bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in my head. I was just like, this is it. Like, give me the weights. <laughs> I had it. I, even, I think I even wrote it down. You know, I was like, I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to do chest and biceps. And then I'm going to go to the Mexican corner, the Mexican store on the corner. I'm going to get a chili cheese burrito and i was just like that was it that was my that was my game plan and before you know it i was 256 pounds oh no <laughs> what yeah yeah that's that's important that's why nutrition is important and that's what caught on to me because i remember going back to the my oncologist and we he weighed me and he's like you know you weighed 256 and i was like 256 i was like i felt big at the time because i was like lifting weights and stuff all the time and i was like wow 256 you were like and nice it, nice <laughs> yeah but in my head i was like wait because i remember i watched you know i watched ufc and i would watch i watched the heavyweights weigh in the day before there was a fight yeah they weighed in and like two guys were like 240 and i was like whoa these guys are just monsters yeah. like i was like wow and that guy's really chunky yeah. like how is he a great athlete 245 like yeah. this guy needs some drop some pounds you know <laughs> and then the next day i weigh in at the doctor's i'm 10 pounds heavier and i'm like shit I, like wow i uh overdid the burritos i guess yeah so yeah, was that so, was that that like uh 
you know that moment of oh okay maybe my yeah my heavy lifting and burritos plan might not might need a bit of tweaking here that's exactly what it was i uh right I, after i got off the scale i sat on the, like the little bench at the doctors and i was just in my head i'm like well tomorrow i'm starting on a diet you know what i mean like oh <laughs> i was like wow that's a little too much yeah yeah yeah, so then, like, after that day, I actually started looking through the magazines again and reading about the nutrition. I didn't even care about the, the yeah. people lifting weights anymore, you know? I was just reading about nutrition and nutrition. And, not, and magazines aren't the best, you no, know? No, but they were probably some of the most easily available information at that time because you, you, yeah. you, you, you didn't have everything that we have now in terms of at our yeah. fingertips. Yeah. Now it's Now it's, I would say... You know, the magazines aren't the best, but they do have a lot of the basic information that can help, Yeah, which is good. You know, and now it's like you do have the internet. You have everything at your fingertips. Like you Too much, bro. Too much. Or the... I lost you. I lost you. Oh, you're breaking up. I lost you. Yeah. I lost you. Can you hear me? You back? Back? Yeah, I'm back. Mm -hmm. Are you back? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. So there's nearly like too much information at the fingertips, right? Yeah, when we have so much now compared to back then, it's like now it's like who do you listen to? Like what do you what is true? What's not? You know? Yeah. And well, well we can talk about those myths in a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Like because oh, yeah. there's so many of them that it really paralyzes people now. You know? Yeah. yeah. Well, sure I mean, you... I include myself in that cohort of people. Oh yeah, yeah. It happens. It's got to happen. I'm, I'm sure you get questions from people all the time, like, you know, and you're like, wow, like, you know, you got to take a step back and think about it because it's like there's just too much information. Yeah. And I mean, the questions I would get regularly are all of the questions that I plagued you with when I met you first, you know. So I think mm -hmm. that's the beautiful thing about me having been and currently am a, a weight loss rebels ambassador and with my wellness project and to be able to recycle the good information to people yeah. is a real privilege. Yeah, exactly. But stay, tu I think stay tuned, listeners, because we are going to get on to uh, some of the biggest nutrition and training myths that you may have come across and believed hands down, but we'll, do, we'll get to that a bit later on in the podcast. So tell me a bit more about post-256. Like, what happened? Like, what did you, besides looking through magazines, like, did you make a decision then that you wanted to be a trainer, that you wanted to help people, or were you fully focused um, on yourself first? I was focused on myself, you know, I didn't, I didn't think anything at further down the road, becoming a trainer or, yeah. you know, anything like that. I was just like, well, I need to learn. Cause I didn't, I didn't know anything. Like I said, I'd never thought about nutrition, you know, besides like, Oh, don't eat McDonald's or yeah. Burger King instead eat burritos. That was my, that was my, that was my like helpful hint, you know, That's the logic. Like, hey. yeah, I was like, well, I eat like crap and I got cancer. So I better stop eating Burger King at Pizza Hut. Let's just go to the, you know, the little hole in the wall Mexican spot and get burritos. Must be healthier, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that that was my logic. That's how much I knew at the time. So I was like, wow, I need to start learning stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so once I started learning more about it, I just put it into play. You know, I kept going to the gym, and I would do the same thing at the gym. And the only thing I changed at the gym, I didn't lift lighter. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I need to lift lighter to get more toned or anything it wasn't oh, like we're, that. Go, we're gonna come to that myth we're gonna oh come yeah to that's, that oh, shoot. That's, that's a spoiler a <laughs> but yeah so i i just kept lifting the same way and i believe all i did at the time I, I just added in you know 20 minutes of cardio after my workouts 
that's all I did as far as like activity wise. Yeah. I just changed. That's all I changed. And as far as food goes, after I started learning a little bit more, I just started eating more at home. Yeah. You know, I wasn't. I just didn't eat out as much, and I made sure like, oh, this is protein. I got some protein powder, and I was just like. I'm going to have protein after my workouts instead of burritos, and I'm going to, you know, just try to stick with some fruits and, like... Yeah. Some green veggies. Still, yeah, yeah, lots of greens and lots of meats to fill me up, and then the weight started coming off right away. Yeah, yeah. Because a yeah, lot of so, people, I think, you know, and we, we're going to come on to now in a couple of minutes talking about the different type of macronutrients, protein, carbs, mm-hmm. and fats, but I know that a feedback that I've had from a few people is that they really dislike reducing their eating and drinking to numbers and i gotta say to those people i love it (laughs) i love it you know because i make room for what i want to have when i want to have it and it's a mathematical equation to me and i really really love it you know this this is a good point to to actually maybe explain a bit about the three major macronutrients to the listeners Stephen. what do you think yeah yeah also like you said it's it sucks at the beginning when people are, you know, bring it down to numbers. You don't want to eat by numbers, you know. But like you said, it is like a math problem. I hate math, though. That's the thing. <laughs> I know a lot of people hate math. Like, yeah. if you told me, like, hey, you just eat. It's like a math problem. I'd be like, hey, dude, go screw yourself. I don't, yeah, care. Yeah. I don't want to do no math. And okay? I, think that, that I think when people were feeding that back to me, like, I, I did understand where they were coming from, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, certainly a lot of people who I was speaking with, they, they like me, they associate pleasure with food. You know, they associate mm-hmm. pleasure, or sorry, they associate socializing with food. They associate oh, yeah. stress relief with food. I'm, mm-hmm. cur- listeners, I'm currently trying to move away from those associations through oh, meditation so, yeah, so, and through so so yeah, You yeah. know, and I'm doing everything I can to, to shift my perspective on that one. But I do understand why they, why they would have a problem with uh, reducing it to the numbers, but it's so effective. Yeah, it's effective and it, it's so helpful. Yeah. Long run. But like, when you bring that up, I when I first started as well, when I said this, the pounds started dropping, I, I didn't know anything about macros, you know, macronutrients. I didn't know anything about protein, fats, or carbs, yeah. which are the macros. Um, yeah, per, well, the only thing I knew, because I read the bodybuilding, bodybuilding magazines, <laughs> is that, like, protein was important. That's all I knew. Like, okay, yeah. protein is important. And, yeah, I still know that, you know, protein yeah. is a uh, priority. That's what yeah. I tell most of our the weight loss rebels and everyone, all my clients, you know, like protein is priority. And uh, if you look at someone who has never paid attention to their diet, you know, and you look at them, the majority, I'd say 98% of the people are low on, have a very low intake of protein and a very high intake of carbohydrates and fats. You know what I mean? Yeah. So protein is important because let's, I'm, I'm going to try to say, like, use we're, we're, the go, we're, we're going to do, like, this is a complete introduction for the listeners yeah, because we haven't yeah. discussed this on the podcast yet, so let's keep it real basic for dummies like myself. Yeah, I even, yeah, I even try to break it down to myself, too, because you do get paralyzed. The more you know, the, the more you start to get paralyzed. So I like to just bring it back straight to the basics, easy as possible, like, yeah. so a, like a kid would understand. So... The three macronutrients are proteins, fats, and carbs. Now, protein, like I said, is priority and I would say most important because what protein is, it's let's just say it's a building block 
for all your, you know, your body, your muscle, your tissue. Yeah. And when I say tissue, I mean like your skin, your hair, mm. your eye, all, all that, you know, all that tissue health, like protein plays a role in helping that and regenerating it. So like, you know, you get, a lot of people are concerned with their skin care. It's like uh, protein helps regenerate skin, you know, skin cells and skin tissue. So think of it that way. Your protein is your very important as a rebuilding tool. You know, you're living day in and day out, and without taking in an uh, adequate amount of protein, you're just breaking down and never able to, like, build back up. Right. You know? um, carbohydrates, everyone knows them as carbs, and, you know, everyone's scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. You know? <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Very scary stuff, which, like I said, most people have such a high amount of carbohydrate intake, that's why they're looked at as being bad. Mm. Um, carbohydrates... They, let's just say they're energy helpers. They help you with energy. Um, some people can go very low carbohydrates and have it not affect their energy. But then you have, you know, everyone's going to be different as far as carbohydrate intake goes because you have people that are so active. You know, if you take someone that works at a desk all day and then you take someone like a that works for the post office that just walks all day long. Yeah. Like that person that is more active is going to do better with carbohydrates. Yeah. It's gonna, they, need, they need a little bit more energy than a, yeah. than a person that sits down all day. Um, and then you have fats. Now, fats, have a, they've always gotten a bad, bad rap up until recently where now people are going overboard. Like, yo, you need to eat everything. Like, just have a stick of butter, you know? <laughs> You'd be good. You'd be good. Yeah. You know? Don't don't eat the bacon. Just eat the fatty bit around the bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you know, pick out the fat part. You know, it's like they go, they try to go overboard. Um, so expl explain are, to the listeners what the the big lie was. That the big the, lie that the, the industry told us. Oh man, they the fat had a bad rap because because of the word fat. Because and they're actually supposed to be called lipids. But yeah. for some reason, they call them fat, to, like, and that just made it worse for people. But fats are actually very important as well. Like, if your diet consists of protein and fats, like, you'll still be a pretty healthy person. Obviously, you want, like, nutrients from uh, vegetables and stuff, and vegetables are considered carbs because they, can, they carry carbs. But fats play uh, an important role in your health as well because of hormones. If you... If you you know, back in the, I don't even know, the 80s or whatever, when the, the fats were so bad, everyone's like, let's go no-fat diet, yeah. you know? Hormones would just go in the drain after a while, you know? your Testosterone, for example, from a men's point of view, even women, too, testosterone is an important hormone, very strong hormone. So when you cut out fat, which is like a precursor to the testosterone, then those levels can drop and that's not a healthy place. So you, you just want ad adequate amounts of each macronutrient. Yeah. Yeah. And car and the, the carbs have a lot of wiggle room. Yeah. Like, like I said, depending on your activity and depending on, you know, your body style. And yeah. And with the, we, I'm a leader in the current hardcore hotties volume 11. Shout out to you hotties. Hope you're listening in. Hope you're enjoying what we've said so far. Um, and I think we, we went back to basics this time a little bit in terms of, we wanted people to hit their protein goals as much as possible. Obviously, hit their calorie goals as well. You yeah. know, I, sp I spoke to Dominic Mullenly. He's Ireland's top trainer. And we were talking about 
the importance of macro, macronutrients, but also the importance of energy in versus energy out, that is still important. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. also, that's also getting a bad rap lately, isn't it? You yeah, know, it is. Eat less, move more, all that bullshit. But mm-hmm. the, you, you have to be hitting, if you are looking to drop fat and build muscle, you do have to be hitting the recommended amount of calories that you need less, yeah. give or take two, three hundred calories. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. And that's very person dependent as well. You know, it could be 200 for some. It could have to be, you know, some people, it takes a little bit more of a, you know, a deficit to make them start yeah. to drop. But all in all, it, yeah, like you said, it's very important. You can't just go and just cut out all your food and yeah. just be like, I'm dropping weight. You know, like, yeah, you're going to drop weight for a good two weeks. And then after that, what are you going to do? Yeah. Rebound. Yeah, you're gonna fall on the floor because you have no energy, and then you're gonna eat and yeah. rebound right away because your yeah. your system's gonna be you yeah. know, thrashed. But so that was a nice little kind of uh, segue out of your personal story. So, I mean, just to explain to the listeners about carbs, fats, and um, protein. But let's get back to how you kind of got on the road then to um, to helping others. Okay. Yeah. So, um, what I did. You know, after I said, like, I just kind of changed my eating habits and just added a little bit more cardio and just try to live a healthier lifestyle. Like, I didn't count any macronutrients, but when you look back at it, I did increase my protein. I did decrease probably my, a lot of the fats and carbs that I was getting from junk food just by eating at home. You yeah. know, even though I was having a lot of carbs and a lot of fats at home, but there was just a lot less than I was taking in before. Right. So just, you know, Coincidentally, that's that that's what happens, and then that's when you drop, you know, a good amount of fat. And just so after about a year or so, I was down to, I think I got down to like 190 from 256. You know, after and I was one in, year. Yeah. Wow. And I was in just real good shape, but I, I was like a I was like a machine back then. I was just like, hey, this is what I got to do, and this is what I'm gonna do. Well, you had the yeah. ultimate motivator, bro. Yeah. Exactly. I, I had that, I, I got that, you know, that one motivator where it was like, okay, this is it, you know, I'm going to do this, and that's all I wanted to do at the time. Yeah, yeah. So I got down to 190, really good shape, I had a good set of um, progress picks, which are important for people. Yeah. You know, like, you, I know you're you're the man when it comes to the prog- uh, the progress picks, you know, yeah. you, you always tell people like how important it is, and it, it really is, like, yeah. they suck. They progress well, pictures the before suck. ones really the before. suck. Oh yeah. shit! Oh my god, oh, they're bad. God. Like I always want to. You tell people like, "Hey, take them, send them to someone, and tell them to save it in their computer, and just tell them to buzz off." You know? Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. They're bad. It's a painful but. thing, you guys. Anybody who is listening to this podcast, and you know, I have spoken to hundreds, maybe thousands of people now who have been at that point where they are willing to test the waters you know, get stuck into a, either a fitness and nutrition program. And the very first thing that I say to each and every one of them was just take the picture. Take the picture. And I also say to you guys, mark your progress by how your clothes fit. Because that's how I do it. I never weigh myself at all, really, you know. Um, yeah. And I do measure, but I don't weigh myself. Um but in terms of marking your progress, take those progress picks the day before you start or the, day, the morning that you start and yep. uh, watch how your clothes just fit a lot better. I've got a whole new wardrobe now. It's awesome, man. 
but they were all clothes that I had before, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. You could just go back to them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a really good piece of advice for everybody who is looking to start out on their wellness weight loss path. Take those photos. Yeah, take the photos. So you have throw some... them in a throw them in a file on your computer, your phone, and just lock it. Yeah. Just don't even look at them again for a while. And do you remember what you went through when you took your before photos? Did you take before photos? Yeah, I did. I that was back. <laughs> I want to say back in the day. Back that was way back in the day where uh we didn't have selfie timers on our cell phones and like iPhones and stuff where it wasn't just like hey you know set it up against the wall like snap this and you could flex and you could pose by yourself that, no we didn't have that we had to ask someone oh what <laughs> yeah you had That's to ask crazy. someone like they were a photographer so me and my friend we we would just we would work out together so after I was like hey come like let's go in the backyard and we'll take a yeah photo. painful photo Oh, yeah, you know, it sucked. But I was like, hey, before I went to the doctors, I thought I was buff anyway, so I was like, let's do it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so then you got, you got all the way down to 190 from 256, and you were in the best shape of your life, so you got you had those killer before and after photos. Yeah, I had, a, I had good uh, before and after. And what I did, I was just, and I was really into it. I would just, you know, I would read all the magazines now, and I was just, like, all over online and stuff, and, like, you know, a lot of the websites were first coming out, like Muscle and Fitness and stuff like that, where, you know, they were, they had blogs. And, like, I'd always see in the magazines, like, um, the transformation section where yeah. they would take two people and write about their stories and stuff. Mm. Um, so I just – I wrote a little paragraph, kind of like how we talked about before, like when I was 17. I had – you know, I got diagnosed yeah. with this. I would just – I wrote, like, a big paragraph or, you know, like a little story, like half a page, and I just – included the photos and I emailed them in or I actually an email I mailed them in to the flex I think it was flex magazine yeah yeah I just emailed them in and they got back to me and they're like hey this is really good do you mind if we use it in the thing and I was like no that's why I sent it in you know I just want to put it out there to help people and then they used it and then I'll like I think I got an I got an email back from one of the editors over there the science editor and he was like oh and then we started talking and he, he wanted me to do like guest blogs on the website Awesome. Yeah, so I started with those. I'm, uh, I think it was, yeah, muscleandfitness.com. I had a guest blog, and I would write blogs, like, once every month. Yeah. So then as people started following me, and that was when Twitter first kind of kind of got rolling. Yeah. So I would I hopped on Twitter, and I started using Twitter a lot, you know, like, just throwing little stuff out there about health and fitness. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, yeah, from there, I was just like, a lot of people wanted to hear what I wanted to say. So I was like, hey. Yeah. This is cool, you know, like, and in that time, I was like, you know, this is interesting stuff, so I was like, might as well be a trainer, like, get my certificate. Well, you, you were extremely interested in it, and you knew that yeah. there was an, there was a, an appetite for it. Yeah, Out like, there, after a know? while, I was like, I was getting emails and questions after, every time I would write a blog, like, I would get messages and stuff, like, hey, what do you think about this, and I was like, hey, you know, like, this is cool, like, people are interested in what I had to say, and like, my input, I was like, this is cool. I, and I was so interested in it. Like, this is a passion. Like, I want to do this. Like, it seems yeah. fun, you know? And it seems to me that you have a lot of fun on Obar Muscle. Oh, yeah. I have tons of it. You're, yeah. like, you're like a fun addict. And I would wager that, uh, you know, in terms of reducing cortisol and stress reduction, that you have that nailed down because <laughs> of, you know, and that has a major impact. 
on yeah, maintaining you know, when, a healthy lifestyle. Oh, for sure. Like, the more stressed people are, the... Oh, man. It hurts. It hurts bad. It paralyzes you. Stress yeah. paralyzes people. Yeah. You know? So, sometimes, yeah, I'll hop on my Obar Muscle Facebook. That's why I try to do a lot of questions and answers and stuff, and it's just... Yeah. It, it's fun for me. It's fun for me to answer people and just fool around, you know? Yeah. See, this is really good life advice, you guys. You know, I've set up the Dankyo Wellness Project out of my ambassadorship with Weight Loss Rebels, which I will continue to be for many years to come. But, you know, I've spoken to every guest on this podcast about the importance of laughter and having fun and not taking yourself too seriously. And those three things have really <laughs> stood to me so much. And, you know, even... And I speak very candidly on my page about going through quite tough times, you know, with my own mental health struggles but since i've been interacting with all the beautiful people on my page and your good self and all the other ambassadors i have had way less bad times than good times you know right because yeah, yeah. i made it a priority to have as much fun as possible both on the page and both in the interaction with people so i just gotta say how important that is yeah i yeah. totally agree you know and then um the big thing online when i started online um when Facebook like was going up and I, like you said the Obar my Obar muscle page was just a way for me to just write stuff on there and I, I think I, if you go back when I my page first started I might get like three likes you know <laughs> I'd write like a big paragraph and I might get three likes and I'd be like well I don't even care because I'm writing it for myself yeah. you know yeah. I was just like I gotta get it out here like yeah whatever yeah. so I just fool around but after a while as people started liking it you know it's like I got more and more and then um, Meg from yeah. Fit Bitch, she just sent me a message out of nowhere, you know, and she was just like, hey, like, shit is hilarious. And like, I like, <laughs> I like what you're saying. Like, you know, like her and so I, she, eye found, to eye. she found you. Yeah, she found me. She just said that like, hey, this shit is funny. Like, and you, <laughs> the shit you say about nutrition is like spot on with like how I, you know, yeah. like we saw eye to eye. So she was like, let's just, you know, let's like do some stuff together. Let's collaborate along a little bit. And I was like, right. let's do it. I didn't. I didn't care, you know. This, I was is, like, this is an exclusive to all the Weight Loss Rebels members who will be listening because I didn't know this information, guys. This is so cool. Yeah. I love yeah, yeah. the background and, information on people <laughs> that, I, that I really yeah, so, admire, how they met. Yeah, so she was. She reached out to me, which is cool because, you know, now Facebook really isn't like that. Yeah. Back back when Facebook, let's just, I can say Facebook kind of sucks right now, honestly. Yeah. With the way it spreads the, yeah. you know, your post and everything. But back in back in the good old days when Facebook was popping, like yeah. you could write you could write stuff and everyone would see it. So when Meg reached out to me, she said, you know, we hit it off, and she was like, hey, that was when she was um, she wanted to do some stuff with her own diet. Okay. And and I helped her. I helped her online. We just you know through email, and I basically was her online coach for a while. Whoa. And then, so she. We hit it off, and then she started the, you know, the weight loss rebels thing, and I was just a part of it since the beginning. Yeah, you were like the first trainer who was announced. Mm -hmm. That was really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Just and for, then the, we for the listeners who don't know who uh, Stephen's talking about, we're talking about the wonderful Meg Brown. She was the founder of Fit Bitch on Facebook, and that's how me and Stephen met um, when she set up uh, Weight Loss Rebels Inc. And Stephen yeah. was announced as the trainer, so that's we've known each other for two or three years now. No, that's no, definitely over three years now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it has to be over. So, so that's how it all started then. 
Yeah, and then she put. I remember. I had. I think on my Facebook, I built my Facebook page up to like a thousand, maybe like a thousand people. Which I, at the time, I was like, man, this is cool. I'm. I got a thousand people that yeah. you know. You're like because you could. Yeah, right. Well, one thousand people. I could write so I could write like a stupid little, you know, joke or something like, you know, like what did the apple say to the banana at the grocery store? And people love it, you know. I get like fifty likes, you know. I was like, holy shit, I'm on top of the world right now. But then one day, like after you know, like me and Meg were talking, she went on her Facebook page, which was crazy at the time. Yeah, and still is. But that's when it would spread like crazy. And she put like a must follow, like Obar Muscle and linked it. Yeah. And I got home from the gym one day and I was like, whoa, wait, I got hacked. I thought I got hacked because <laughs> I had like so many new friend requests and like likes. And I was like, oh, man, I messed up. You know, like I thought I thought I did something like, wait, yeah. I have all these fake robots liking my page. I got to get out of here. But it was all I went and I found it on uh, the Fitbitch page. And I was like, whoa. And then I had more people from that, and then from there it just kind of blended up in yeah. one thing. That's great, man. Yeah. I mean, I've um, said it before, and I'll say it again. You know, I don't give a shit how many likes I get on my page. I don't care yeah. about any of that stuff. What I really, really care about is the interaction between myself and mm-hmm. other page owners like yourself, yeah. but yeah. also, but yeah. more importantly, the people who take the time. Like, these people mm-hmm. are taking time out of, their, out of their day, like I do out of my day, to comment on stuff that I like. But yeah, that interaction really sustains me. You know, I really love it. Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that's why so I say, much. Yeah, and that's why I say like I I'm kind of pissed at Facebook now because they're kind of they're kind of containing that reach. You know, like well, they want, they want we, our money, Steve. That's right. And um, sorry to break it to him, but we don't have any. I'm broke. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't have enough money to give Facebook. Okay, Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> so dude before we get on to the myths right uh, i want to just ask you you know wellness means something different to everybody each and every day and i asked you this in the first time but i don't want you to worry about saying the same thing as you did in the first episode what does wellness mean to you today today today, today. wellness i i always like I think it's good that you asked again because it's always I always change my stance. Hmm. I'm always changing, you know. I think you said that as well. You're never satisfied with a one goal. You don't have. There is no overall end goal. No. Okay. So today, if you ask me, so you did ask me that today. So today, <laughs> I would say it's just you know like waking up, just waking up and feeling good, and just doing what you want to do. Hmm. You know, don't. I don't want people. You know, like to me, it's like. You're not living, you're not living a, shit, how do I want to say it, you know? You're not doing anything if you're not being happy and doing what you want to do, yeah. you know? You live one time. You live one time. Yeah. So it's, it's just really not worth it to, you know, spend all your days just doing what other people want you to do, and, and especially if that's going to make you unhealthy in the long term, you know, which I think a lot of people do. Sometimes you have to be selfish to actually, you know, have a good time and be happy and be healthy. Yeah, more often than not. Uh-huh. So I think that's part of it, just waking up and doing a lot of the stuff that you want to do, you know. And I think connecting with the people that you want to connect with. Exactly. You know, if you can help people while doing what you want to do, 
oh man, you can't. That's you can't trade that in. That's that's the, that's the dream for keep, me right there, bro. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, you know. I mean, wellness. So I think that, for, for, that's for, a big for me, part. for me today, my wellness today was absolutely shredding my back session after work. I work with a lot of people who are in dire straits who have nowhere to live in Ireland. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned in the intro, I work with Focus Ireland and we are a charity who provides support to families and individuals who are experiencing homelessness. And Ireland is currently experiencing its worst housing crisis in yeah. many, many years. So to be able to get up, get fresh, go to work, do my little bit to kind of, you know, positively impact those people's lives and then switch the focus to positively impacting my life with shredding my back in the gym yeah, yeah. actually used a couple of the modification back exercises that you put up on over muscle that you oh yeah but you know when you're one knee in the ground and pulling the pulley mm -hmm. down yeah that really that really hit the uh the lower lats there today so yeah, thanks for yeah. that and got to go on a lovely uh picnic with my beautiful lady this evening because it's the hottest day of the year in ireland and um, yeah, so for me, wellness is all about connection today. It's all about having the physical ability to do my workout, and it's also having the emotional intelligence to do my job. You know, so, I'm so and also being grateful for all of those things. Very exactly. important. Make That's your gratitude list, too. guys. Make your gratitude list today. Yeah, a lot of people take it for granted. You know, like the most little things, which I think my moat not to sound like cliche or cheesy. But like when I was sick, like you think about it, when you're sick and you, that's like rock bottom, you know, you think about it like back, you know, not 10 years ago. It was like I was laying in a hospital bed. I couldn't, you know, it was too much energy to read or watch TV. It was like a big deal to get up and go to the bathroom, you know, it would I would spend hours like, fuck, I got to get up, you know, I got to yeah go to the bath. I got to walk 10 feet to go to the bathroom, you know, so now it's like. You know, people just, they're fully able, but they'd rather just, you know, they don't, yeah. they just take it for granted, you know, like, hey, you guys can walk, you guys can run, you guys can, you know, go yeah. outside, you guys can do stuff, and it doesn't take anything out of you, yeah. and it just, it in just fact, enhances. In fact, it gives to you. Yeah, it enhances your life, and it's just like, you're going to sit there and just take advantage of it, which I think, you know, a lot of people don't realize. That's why I say, when you ask me, you know why when i ask myself like why why did this happen to me why did i get diagnosed with you know non-hodgkin's lymphoma why was it me yeah that's like that's why i said i wouldn't trade it back i would do it again you know i'd rather it be me than some of my friends or some of my family for sure yeah. you know i'd rather be in the position because i have the control i like being in control yeah you know so and it's like that that is why like today it's like you know like ah oh, man i don't want to go to the gym today you know, after this podcast, you're like, go to the gym? Like, I don't want to. Like, well, I'm going to go because yeah. I can go. You know what I mean? And there was times where I couldn't. Well, you, know? you, you have got the absolute ultimate motivator. I, I can't mm -hmm. even um, describe to you how motivated and inspired I am by your story. Um, I really hope that the people listening are feeling the same way, you know. And if they are maybe checking themselves and saying yeah I, well, I, I have kind of been like that lately where I've, I haven't been using the gifts that I've been given I really hope mm -hmm. that they've listened to your story so far and, and take the same amount of inspiration that I have and um, I just can't thank you enough for sharing so much of yourself with me today Steve seriously that was fantastic
Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I love it. I love it being on here. I love you being on here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's fun time. Let's bust oh, some myths right open. All right. Okay, so Steve hasn't told me which myths that he is going to bust wide open, but I'm pretty sure that I can guess what they are, but I'm going to let him take the lead on this one. So you tell the listeners what fitness... Are we going to do fitness myths or nutrition myths first or a mixture? Um... We can do a mixture. Let's start with nutrition. Okay, nutrition. and I'm going to pretend to be the person who fully believes in the myth, okay? All right. So, eating at night will make you fat. Oh, I can't eat after half six, especially not carbs. No right? carbs after six? Right. That, that's your diet, right? Yeah, right. That's what, that's what you believe? Is that... That's, that is a myth. What? All right. That's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> um. Your metabolism doesn't stop on a using a clock. You know, your what matters to, most. Does it not depend what time zone you're in, though. No? Doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Over there in Ireland, you know, you still can eat till you go to bed. Believe that or not. You Wait, you're, you're in LA, right? I'm in LA, yeah. So I'm I'm waiting on Justin Bieber to come through your window there, looking for a <laughs> looking for a Pikachu or some shit. Justin Beaver's Canadian. Let's get it straight, all right? <laughs> we okay, have other sorry, back to the We myth. have other we back have other the... dipshit celebrities here, okay? <laughs> Don't talk about yourself like that. Okay, back right. to the myths. This is serious. So, eating eating at night, nothing is serious. Um <laughs> eating at night, it doesn't really matter, okay? A lot of people say how Dan said you got to stop eating at 6 p.m. Don't eat after 6 because It'll store as fat because you go to sleep and your body just lays there. Okay, it sounds kind of right if you think. If, well, no, it doesn't. But it might. Okay, your body is your body. It's gonna work. So, what you want to think about as far as eating goes is the total of your day from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. If you have, you know, let's say you have three thousand calories, it doesn't matter if you have three thousand calories from eight a.m to midnight and then you go to sleep at midnight you know you can eat right until you go to bed it might not be your best choice you might sleep like shit you might have a stomach ache right before bed but that's probably not what you want to do but as far as like your weight gain or weight loss goes timing timing is very i want to say minute in detail a lot of people overthink that and it's really just the total of your day and not when you know, or how late. Your body actually, a lot of people don't know, your metabolism actually speeds up a little bit while you sleep. Oh. So that so that definitely just makes that myth that much more, you know, more of a myth. More mythy. More mythy, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, the what, what's the next one you got? What's the next one? I believe that um, it's a myth now. I, I can't believe I thought that that was true. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to training this time. We'll, we'll talk about training. Okay. Um, a, a common one is spot reduction oh yeah dude i've been doing these uh, ab exercises like mm -hmm. 64 times on the 18th minute of every hour every second tuesday but i'm still i've still got this like big beer belly what's going on yeah i mean think about it like how many people do you know with a huge belly that could do a lot of sit-ups and just have abs you know what i mean that's that's the most common way to look at it you can't really 
I mean, I think I honestly think it's the most common question. Like, what are the best ab exercises yeah. for a six pack? Or and I know it's a lot of it's because of so many magazine covers. Yeah. yeah. That people see at the grocery store in line at the grocery store. It's like, oh, the top five moves for having a yeah. shredded six pack. And like, you have to. You can't spot reduce. You can't pick a spot, you know, and be like, oh, I'm going to have, I'm just going to make my thighs look, you know, just toned and shredded for yeah. the summer yeah. and be like, and your belly's just going to stay same. You can't just like pick out, you know, I'm going to get my chest looking chiseled when you're like, you know, you don't do anything. You just do bench press. You know what I mean? It, just, it Your body works as like a whole system. Yes. Like similar to so, the, the nutrition thing we just spoke about, it's on the totality yeah. of the day. Your body works on the totality of its system. Exactly. And that's why we say that the macronutrient part is so uh, critical with – and it goes along with training. Like they go hand in hand, training and nutrition. Like my story, you know, look at what – I did the training part, but I didn't have the nutrition. And look what happened. I didn't spot reduce anything. <laughs> <laughs> Bulking. You spot increased. <laughs> yeah, every spot too is crazy. <laughs> you know? So yeah, you can't you can't pick a spot and just get that spot going. If you want to get a, you know, the most common thing is abs. If you want to get your stomach nice and flat, or you have a nice set like six pack or abs or whatever you want to call them, then you have to do that as a whole system. You have to burn fat. Yeah, and if you're burn if some people are going to burn fat in different spots like faster than others. Like for me, if I go on a, if I start to lean down, my arms, they come in right away. They'll get yeah. really lean. They'll start have veins, but yeah. my 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 lower stomach is just doesn't even budge, but yeah. I know I'm on the right track. Yeah, it's dude, not, don't even yeah. talk to me about that. You can bounce a penny off my ass at the moment. But, yeah. you, but it gets swallowed up by my belly button. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> See, so it, everyone's everyone's working with something different. But the the main part is, if you're burning fat and losing fat, like you're on the right track. Yeah. You can't you can't really spot something. Okay, myth number three. All right. Let's go with. Uh, we'll say, good and bad foods. Mm. I want to say that's a myth. So, like, in other words, labeling foods. For example, kale. Example. kale. I'll give you foods, and you can say whether they're good or bad. Kale. Great. Fries. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you see how see how that works? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I know exactly yeah, yeah, what you're you saying. <laughs> Fries, eh, sure. Kale, eh, probably better choice. Yeah. You know, potatoes, like, eh, good. Hmm. Like a cereal, like eh, there's probably better options, but that doesn't mean well, that they're not bad foods. They're not. Yeah, you can't label foods good and bad. That's not how it should work. You know, some are better choices than others, and there's bad diets and better diets, but there's not good and bad foods. So, is what you're saying is that people need to realize is you can have some of the commonly known bad foods once you fit it into your requirements your daily caloric requirements just exactly. don't overdo it yeah yeah and it, that's why i say there's gonna be bad diets and a bad diet i can pretty much nail off because a bad diet would be considered you know sub, a whole day's worth of eating or the majority of the day's worth of eating of junk food and just nothing that's really packing in great nutrients for your body and and like if you go to you know if you eat junk food all day 
and you try to look at your macronutrients, your protein, your fats and carbs, like eh, I'm pretty sure it's just not going to balance out that well. And that's that would be considered a bad diet. Yeah, I tried to do that when I was on holidays there and my phone exploded. My my fitness pal just exploded. <laughs> it yeah, just, it just, just started typing LOLOLOL. <laughs> Yeah, you put on three hot dogs and four beers, and it's like, whoa, like, hey. <laughs> Slow your row. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. You got 10 grams of protein in the last three days, dude. Trace trace amounts. Yeah, I'm still in recovery but from this. But that's why in, um, with Weight Loss Rebels, we all, like you said, we try to bring it back to the basics where protein is priority and just 80 the 80-20 rule, 80%, you know, whole natural, like real good healthy foods that are considered healthy foods, and then 20% of just, you know, something that you enjoy to make the diet that much more sustainable. And your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Because if you, I mean, a lot of the problem with people on diets right now is that, you know, they have this whole clean eating thing. Like, I only eat clean and good foods, like 100% of the time, you know, but then you stick that person out like, hey, Cousin Johnny has his birthday party on Saturday. Like, you get to go eat, and they're like, oh, where are we going? And then they show up, and they have no idea what to do. Yeah. They're just like, uh. Rubbing in the they headlights. No, like, there's no kale. There's no, there's no kale here. <laughs> there's no, you know. Wait, there's no plain grilled chicken breast. And what do you no mean kale. there's no cauliflower pizza <laughs> yeah. base? What yeah, do you so mean? <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're sitting at the table with nothing on their plate yeah. or, or what they do since they have that in their head that they label food bad, they'll be like, you know, okay, fine, I'm just gonna get, you know, and they'll order, like, let's say they get a, a burger and fries, and then in their head, it's over. It's game over. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. God, I just, start ruined my, yeah, I just ruined my life. I, I ate, yeah. this is pure junk, and this is yeah. dirty, dirty foods. By the, way, lis- like, by the way, listeners, I know a lot of you guys are listening to the example that Steve just gave, uh, that Steve just gave, even, and are nodding your head furiously. We know these things because we've been there, and I was there last weekend. So oh, yeah. this is a this is a work in progress for everybody who comes out to this podcast, including yeah. the host. I, I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying, like that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And it's like it, it's it happens to me. It happens to everyone. It's just it's like anything else. You got to practice that. Yeah, exactly. It takes time, and you got to practice. Like you know, like I said, Johnny's birthday party. You know, that's yeah. practice. Like, you can use that as practice, or you can just be like, oh, just throw it out the window. Like, I fucked up. This is it. I'm done. Yeah. Like, I, I screwed up again. But maybe at Aunt Tina's birthday next weekend, you like, maybe I'll... You know? Yeah. And it's just like, during the week, they're just like, I gotta eat clean. I gotta eat clean. I gotta eat clean. <laughs> and then, like, hopefully Aunt Tina has her birthday at, you know, like a paleo restaurant or something, and it's like... Uh, yeah, yeah. A, ca- picked- a caveman ink or something. Yeah, so it's like then it happens and then they're off the wagon again. So what we try to do is just balance that out, you know, yeah. moderation. And then if you know how to budget and balance, like if you ask majority of the weight loss rebels right now, it's like they know like when they have social events, they know how to like lead up to that that meal and they, they can do it pretty well with yeah. moderation. Obviously, they're never going to be perfect. No one ever is. No. But I mean, it's a lot better to be like, hey, I went out and I, I went to the birthday party. I had a burger and fries and I had a little dessert. I had a great next, time. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. Talked to everyone. I didn't feel like an outcast. And then the next day I got up and I got back to business and didn't even think about it. Beautiful. You know? Yeah. And that's beautiful. the main that's goal. A that's the main thing. 
that's the that's lifestyle right there. You yeah, know? I mean, my, my to be honest with you, I've I've got so good at that that I maybe go too much the other side, you know. So yeah. I'm I'm working on pulling back a little bit. Yeah, you yeah. know. So there yeah, is that, yeah, balance sure. is the key word here. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to you don't want to go on either either extreme too much, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which, like I said, it it just takes practice. Yeah. So listen, yeah. we have time for one more myth. Pick your favorite out of your big old list there. Oh, goodness. It's so long. <laughs> hey, you're going to be coming back for your third episode in a few months, so, you know, keep those right. uh, in a safe place. All right, so we'll just let's go one more training. Um, a myth is that you must spend hours in the gym or even go to the gym just to get the results okay. that you want. Explain. Um, I think a lot of people, when they see someone in really good shape, it's like their first thought is like, you know, they must spend all day in a gym. Yeah. You know, you must spend all day there. How many hours a day do yeah. you spend working out to yeah. look, you know, to do look you, so healthy? Do you even work? Do you have a job? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I could do that. I wish I could have five hours a day to spend at the gym. I, shit, you can pay me five, you can pay me to spend five hours in a gym. <laughs> I don't even work at a gym because I don't like being at the gym that long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a myth. You know. Um, what do you think a person's commitment should be then, on a on a daily or you know three to four times a week, five, four to five times a week? How long do you think they should be spending? I think it, it it really depends on the person and where they're currently starting from, and obviously uh, your goal. You know, you can't look like a bodybuilder without going to the gym. Yeah, but you can't. You can get. You know, for a person that's just starting out and like a beginner, that is like, let's say back when I was two fifty, you know, at that point, you know, hey, go outside and walk for a half hour, do some good, like you know, fix up your diet and eat health, majority of healthy foods, healthier fruits and vegetables and meats and greens. You know, walk. You know, walk thirty minutes a day, maybe five to seven times a week. Yeah. stroll like leisurely stroll don't you don't even have to break a sweat that's exactly yeah. what amber said on her episode you know that's the advice that she gives to her uh her clients who are extremely overweight i wouldn't classify 250 as extremely overweight because it wasn't uh. long ago that i was there but um yeah you know just start with walking guys just get out for half an hour do what you need to do breathe in the air do something yeah and it, yeah exactly you it's you're doing more than you were before, which is how you got to look at exercise and nutrition. Yeah. A lot of people think like, you know, like, Hey, I got to start. Like I want to go straight to CrossFit five times a week. Like, Hey, like you don't need to, you don't another, Oh shit. Another uh, (laughs) myth on the list was like, I just wrote it down real quick. I scribbled it before we came on. I was just more like uh, soreness and sweat doesn't always equal a good workout. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So I think that ties right in. A lot of people think, you know, oh, I want to be sore. I got to be sore. It's not yeah. working. Or, like, I didn't even sweat that much. It's like, you're walking, you know. You're walking half hour from yeah. last week you walked zero. But if you walk 20 minutes a day, seven days a week, that's 140 more minutes walking yeah. than you did last week, yeah. which is going to add up yeah. over time. You know? yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to be sore and you wanted to sweat, like, you know. That'll I could just kick you. <laughs> I could kick you while you eat hot sauce. And you'd be sweating and you'd be sore as shit the next day. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean you're burning calories and you're getting healthier. It just means you're getting sore and 
fucking sweaty. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's uh, like I would be guilty of that as well. You know, if I haven't been able to lift for a while and then I go in <laughs> and do a killer, like I did a killer leg session last Thursday and I was sore as shit. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you know it was like insta doms. You know, like straight away doms after the kickbacks. You know, so um, I think that might be a myth that I have perpetuated a little bit because I always tell people. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. It, it, it kind of goes all the way through different levels, too, because, uh, I mean, I've experienced that as a trainer, like training people. And it's like, they'll call me, they'll like text me the next day or the day after, like, hey, I wasn't really that sore. Mm. And they're like, I don't like it. I worked out with Billy at like an <laughs> athletic club, and I like woke up and I couldn't even walk. And I'm like, well, is that a good like, thing? And they're like, well, Billy must be the shit. He must be the best trainer ever. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, I could have got you sore, like I said, but like, sometimes you don't need, you know. Yeah, but you know? You, you you take the more balanced approach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're in it for the long run here. Billy just wants to kick your ass and have him have you text me to say yeah. that I suck as a trainer because you're not you're not crippled. Yeah. And then know, so. Billy will not have long term clients. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, so so like that. It's everything's progressive in this game. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Whether it's nutrition and training, it's it's all progressive, and you're always trying to get better. Yeah, man. Well, listen, uh, we covered a lot there. We covered your story, which I am utterly inspired by, man. Thank you so much. Um, we uh, busted a few myths wide open. I hope that you guys who are listening enjoyed that segment, and I hope you actually could hear what Steve was saying because I was laughing quite loudly into the microphone, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today was an excellent episode man i really really enjoyed chatting to you again um i want to give a shout out to the ober muscle facebook page even though steven really hates facebook at the moment <laughs> if people want to get in touch with you on any other platform how would they do that steve could they email you or what what yeah, would you, you recommend you can always message my facebook page it's obar muscle or you can email me at obarmuscle at gmail.com for maybe online clients and stuff like that, online training, right. online nutrition stuff. If you have if you have no idea on where you want to start, you can just ask ask anything. You know I love answering questions. I'll answer anyone's questions. <laughs> and you can find me at Dan Kyo Wellness Project on Facebook. And my beautiful lady is currently in the process of building DanKyoWellnessProject.com where we're going to have lots of excellent contributors with great articles videos the podcast will all be up there so keep your eyes and ears out for that i also would like to announce that um steve garrigan the lead singer of the band codeline has uh, come back to me and said he would like to guest on the podcast so i'm super excited to talk to steve when they get back from their world tour and also dave uh dave moore from today fm who i spent a lot of time with over in uh in france we had a lot of france bands shout out to dave moore He's going to talk about, you know, being a father to four kids. He's going to talk about being a national radio DJ in Ireland. And he's going to talk about being one of the funniest guys I know. So I really appreciate the guys come on. Steve, thanks a million for uh, coming on. I love talking to you so much. You too. Thanks for having me. And you uh, are you doing great things for a lot of people. So keep Thank it up. Thank you. I appreciate that. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one. Take care, buddy. <laughs>